as part of the Jeremiah Show. It's the Arwen Lewis Show. Arwen Lewis is a singer, a songwriter, and a guitarist. She inhabits our blue planet, but her beliefs belong in the celestial realm. As the daughter of Peter Lewis, a founding member of rock and roll cult icons Moby Grape, and the granddaughter of Oscar-winning actress Loretta Young, she's been part of the creative cosmos all of her life. She's a slice of sonic heaven, poised to enter your heart, mind, and soul. She's an artist, producer, and writer, and she's your radio host. Hello, everybody. This is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to the Arwen Lewis Radio Show. Today, my very special guests are Children of Fab. Children of Fab is a project spearheaded by Jeff Scott of the Men and Ghost Riders and Mark Platt of the Real Impossibles, who have been friends for decades. Jeff and Mark started recording mashed up alternative versions of the Beatles in 2006. Every few years, they have added songs and now have released a self-titled EP through the Orchard and are starting to get airplay on many worldwide outlets. Hello, children of Fab, and welcome to the Arwen Lewis Show. Hi, Arwen. Good to see you. Hi, Arwen. Hi, Jeff. Thanks so much for coming on. I can't wait to talk about your EP and hear about your story and your careers as musicians in general. Okay. Well, we have them. Well, we have stories for you. <laughs> You're in the right place for that. Uh, so today uh, we're going to be featuring um, your song, Another Girl, in its entirety at the end of the program. And we're also going to be playing excerpts from uh, the other songs on your EP. So I thought we could start um, first by let's talk about Children of Fab. Um, how did you decide to formally become a band? Well, I'll tell you, I'll start it. So basically, it was my brother John's 40th birthday in 2006. So he's an old guy now. And Jeff and I, he's a huge Beatles fan. We decided, hey, uh, they John asked us if we'd perform at his big birthday party. It was in a huge bar in Santa Monica. So we thought, why don't we even take it a step further and record these, you know, like we did four of these songs. Um, we messed, we said, let's, he loves the Beatles. Let's mess around with it and really mash it up and we'll do a performance. So Jeff, you could take it from there. Well, what I under, well, the way that I remember it was that he said he wanted us to play. I think he wanted us to play the songs just like the Beatles would have done it. But one of the things that Mark and I did uh, a couple of years earlier than that was a project called General Paddock, which I is I'm I think that's the greatest thing that Mark and I have ever done. And that there's a whole story about that, which the Beatles were. Um, the uh the spine of that project so when mark the he came over to my house i just moved from portland back to la and he goes hey let's do this thing for john my first impression was oh well let's do effed up versions of beatles songs and so as soon as we started working on like um i think mark the first mark said hey i want to do another girl um i you know i I, I forget how he actually chose the songs, but Mark basically, as soon as he said another girl, the first thing that popped in my head was, well, why don't we slow? Cause that's like fast. Let's, I, I thought, um, uh, um, a day in the life, like let's do it halftime. And all I had to say was that and Mark said, 
all right, let's do it. And we like recorded it. My studio was already set up. And that's how we were just laughing the whole time because we were just doing so many stupid things. But yeah, well, just, we, it, what we did, Jeff, what we did is we took like that whole section that, you know, leads into the woke up, got out of it. We, right. we took that and we messed around with it and put it at the beginning of another girl. Right. So that it sounds like it's going to be like something out of Sergeant Pepper. And then all of a sudden you get a song out of Help, which was two or three years before that. Right. And so it confused people when we first played it for the bit that they were like, hey, this is really different. This is a cool way to do this. So, yeah, so we were we were doing mashup like before it was cool, I guess. Exactly. You know? Well, it sounds like a playground, almost a musical playground with your favorite music. And when you, you're capable as musicians, it sounds like kind of the ideal project to experiment with, especially with um, the personalities that you both seem to have, which is so. Well, cool. let me let me take it a step further. OK. In those days, Jeff loved recording with his little task cam, which was like a eighth of an inch tape. Right, Jeff? With like eighth inch or quarter. Right. Inch it was. Yeah, it, it was a Fostex quarter inch. And I used <laughs> and to have th three machines. But we only, you know, I had them synced up together. So it was 24 tracks. But I, it started with General Paddock when I was thinking, well, the mm -hmm. Beatles did it on four tracks. So let's just do it on eight tracks. Okay. So it's like, you know, it went to 11, basically. But go ahead, Mark. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, when we did the General Paddock thing in 1999, which was seven years before, what we did is we, turn the tape around we would record like a Beatles song and we turn the tape around and re write and record a whole brand new song for that with the, the so the whole tape was turned around and I and I'll get that to you Arwen you'll you you can hear it later um so you can get the idea and then the idea was we we took another subject that I happened to love at that time which was horse racing because I'd written a book on it oh. and Jeff would actually for the general paddock thing you know point out a little you know he would like inadvertently just take a spot in the book and and like come up with a phrase and we would do it so we continued on with children of fab in that kind of fashion where we're just going to mess around with these songs that we love yeah. so much by the way. yeah it, it was never i mean because of that project which was one of the best things i've ever done in my life um, it was so much fun. I think we, I think we made a, a plan of doing a song a day and we would record a song a day. But, uh, when Mark had this idea for, um, doing the Beatles songs for John's birthday, I immediately thought of children of fab. I was like, we should call it children of fab. Like, you know, and, um, so we were having a great time. I mean, we kind of knew like, like there's no pressure there's no you know as long as we're laughing then everything's going to be fine so i mean like yeah taking a song like cry baby cry and then giving it like the al green treatment that jeff did so i'm sure you'll hear a little of that during the show and like you know and then taking you know a song like wait and making it into just a waltz just slow it down and give it like this waltz feeling and you know we well that we, was my that was Mark's idea. He was like, why don't we, you know, because again, that, that's another one. But Mark goes, hey, let's make it like a waltz, you know. And I was like, great, <laughs> you know. And and then, no and then my absolute favorite was Tomorrow Never Knows, which on the Beatles version is a one chord song all the way through in the chord of C. 
and then John Lennon recorded, you know, his vocal. And, and but what we wanted to do was we gave it a more melodic, you know, kind of thing. Um, I want to say even kind of like Joe Jackson version of it, kind of a little bit. Well, well, well I remember when we were recording it when I um, I was coming up with the piano part. And Mark goes, oh, that sounds like the Who. So yeah. we kind of like, we kind of like took. I went, okay. So we kind, I was kind of thinking like Quadrophenia, um, and then we put like um, two chord change in it. So you know, because it's just like it's just a loop. The original is just a loop. Mm-hmm. I think it's in C, and then we just added dan dan We we just added dan dan like the Who would. You know, right. And um, and like it still kind of keeps it in the same key, right? You're just like playing with the melody within the key of C. It sounds like which is well, the, the, you're coloring the, in your own way, right? Or am well, I wrong? The, the the melody is the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, the only thing that we added was like this weird answer where it goes, uh, uh, like it's like a background thing that goes ah. It's like you know, um, it's just a little background thing that follows the chords that we added on there to kind of give it that, that who thing, but the vocal line, I was singing it just like I I was singing the way John was singing it um, and doubled it. And then the one thing that's great about Mark and I, when we get into the harmony parts, like those, you know, God, I um, was thinking about like how I, I haven't really listened to this in a long time until Mark said, let's do something with this. But the background vocals in that and the background vocals in, um, I mean, it, it was great. Like, we sing great together. Yeah. Yeah, your harmony, they blend so well. I was going to ask, yeah, who's doing the singing and who's playing all of the instruments? Is it just you two on the recordings or did you have other, um, like a bass player just, and a drummer? Just us. Just us. Oh. Jeff, Jeff, is, Jeff is like a savant producer type guy. You know, sometimes when we were doing General Paddock, he would just go, Hey, go in the other room for a few minutes, like 20 minutes. And then there would be like bass and guitar loops and all kinds of stuff on it. And like, you know, come back and then we would add my two cents or whatever. But, you know, Jeff is, you know, he's by heart a producer, arranger, writer, singer, songwriter guy. So it's really easy to work with Jeff. So, Jeff, you're the producer for this project then, basically? Or are you co-producing? Yeah, I I mean, I physically produced it, but... But like I said, the the thing the thing is is that we we always knew, especially when we did the general paddock, we always because when Mark was talking about general paddock, he was saying, "Oh, I wrote this book," and he was, you know, he's so passionate about every everything, like every music. His passion is just like it just it just melts off of him. And he's talking about this book. And I go, oh, we should do a thing called General Paddock, which is, you know, horses. Well, um, the funny the funny thing is, Arwen, is like, and we'll, we could talk about General Paddock another time, but just basically we were re- record one song a day, right? And we right. were both in between jobs at that point. Okay. And so at the end of a, like a month, we had so many over, we were way over like the 14 songs that ended up on General Paddock. I remember turning to Jeff and saying, we got to get jobs now. <laughs> <laughs> Time to work. <laughs> Go back to the real. 
But the great thing about the children of Fab thing is it's really kind of just an extension of what we did in, in General Paddock. Nice. You know what I mean? We just kind of carried it to the next level. And and we've been talking for now 25, 25 years about, like, we got to find a home for these. And then we just decided, at you know, the, in the last few months, four or five months, well, it was Mark. It, it was Mark's idea. I mean, Mark yeah. said we've got to do something. I, like I said, I kind of forgot about it to be honest. But after listening to it, I was like, "Oh, this is great!" You know. Yeah. That's so great. we re we remastered it, and then we said, "You know what? You know, since I have a background now in radio, and I do lots of radio promotion, I have a lot of connections. I can get it to people like Arwen and Jeremiah and Meg Griffin over at SiriusXM and Chris Carter and all these different people that love the Beatles." And so it seemed like this is the time. And then the time is about to come for General Paddock, which we've been talking about now since 1999. What do we get? Where, what kind of home are we going to find for this kind of music? Because I, I, you know, I just going to say one more thing about General Paddock and we'll just keep it a children with fab after that. You know, Jeff, one day, you know, Jeff was working at Island Records and his boss at the time wanted to put out the General Paddock thing. And then his boss left the business and well so it, it was it, it was at the time when yeah. in 1998 merger. when the whole record industry right the merger and... yeah so so we didn't have a home for it so the thing is that's the beauty of 2024 like everything is so immersed in you know like internet and and virtual and viral and all these different things this is the time now's the time and children of fab is just the first part of the rollout of this stuff so, i was going to ask you like how do you see is children of fab going to continue creating under that name or do you think that general paddock is going to be like you just said the follow-up to children of fab i think it will because what would afterwards jeff what we did uh two more tracks we did um i am the walrus which we sent you also yep. um and then what was the other one jeff there's another there's a sixth song um uh, I think there's six six in there. Well, well, um, I am the walrus. That was a couple of years ago when you go, hey, we should we should do another one. And and then you picked I am the walrus. And um, so that God, that was like that was before COVID when you when you yeah. um, when you suggested that. And it was great. And it was great because he you know, I, I wanted to keep it. I, I, I did the track. And I wanted to keep it like instead of all the all the cool um, orchestration that's on there. I was like, no, no, no. I got to I got to nail all those parts uh, on just one guitar part as if there was like, you know, like one guitar. Like that's how it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. And then when I sent it to Mark, he was like, oh, he was great. He loved the fact that I didn't. I the vocal that I did on it was I, like. Frank Sinatra-ish, nice. you know, instead of like spitting mad and, and he loved it. He, he goes, yeah, but you know, it's not, you know, the way you're doing it, it sounds too much kind of like a Jeff Scott song. So let me mess with some stuff. So then he ended up coming up with all, he came up with his own orchestration parts and, um, you know, again, it's like, no, there's no ego. It's like, whatever. Hey, let me try this. Great. 
great. Well, art, art for art's sake and you're passionate about it. I mean, you can't create in a better environment, in my opinion, right? You know, and I think that really, it comes through in the music. And also I wanted to say this recording, it does really sound timeless. Like mm -hmm. it can be and couldn't be enjoyed anywhere just because of the musical. It's almost symphonic in a way. Like, you know what? I appreciate that. I yeah. thank you so much for that because we have always said, even when you, again, when we go back to the uh, um, General Paddock, it's, it sounds like it was done last week. And, yeah. and I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not just, we're just being like old fogies, like, we know, what, we know what we're doing. You know, it just, I appreciate that. Thank you, Arwen. Thank you. And, and you know what, Arwen, it's actually, we don't know what we're doing. And we've always had that attitude. Like, let's see what's going to happen. It's like we, you know, it's not calculated. And that, and to me, the best music, and this is the way I write for my own stuff is I write and I record it pretty much all at the same time. And then I may sit with it for a couple of days, re-record it. You know, I'll re-record stuff all the time. And that way it doesn't come out calculated. It comes out fresh. And Children of Fab immediately, like right as we did it and General Paddock, all the stuff Jeff and I have ever done. Jeff's produced a record for me and single, all kinds of stuff over the you know tw last 26, 27 years. Like it's always has this passionate, edge of freshness to it and that's how i like to do music personally well and that's what makes a good team and a good producer right you bring it out of each other and i feel like as a producer you know it's really important to give the artist the space to just create freely and you're how lucky how fab it is that you've found that synchronicity between you two um but <laughs> we're actually we're gonna get ready to run out to our first break pretty soon here um everybody if you're just tuning in my very special guests are children of fab uh mark platt and jeff scott they've been uh, working on this project uh since 2006 um an ep under their name children of fab uh, of beatles songs that have been recreated in uh, very beautiful ways if you tune back to the beginning of this interview if you just tuned in you can hear more about that uh, you can find out more about Children of Fab uh, on Facebook. Look them up under Children of Fab. You can listen to them on Spotify under their name. They're on YouTube and SoundCloud and anywhere you want to send people to buy your music. Um, well, I mean, it's I on it's, Amazon. You know, it's on yeah, Amazon. it's on it's on Apple Music. It's it's everywhere. You know, it's we we released <laughs> it through the Orchard, so it's on every outlet. Great that you can imagine. Okay. And I want to talk about the orchard a little bit when we come back from break too, and hear about maybe how you um, uh, inner, uh, you know, inner mingle with your label mates and how your music fits into that label. Um, so we're going to take you all out to break with uh, "Cry Baby Cry." Um, that's a little excerpt from that by Children of Fab, and we're going to bring you back in with "I Am the Walrus." We got to hear a little story about that at the beginning of this show. And like I just said, these are songs from Children of Fab's EP, Children of Fab. You're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. This is Arwen Lewis. Uh, please enjoy this music, and we'll be right back.
Hi, this is Mark Platt from Children of Fab. You're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. Everybody, this is Arwen Lewis. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Arwen Lewis Show. You just heard "I Am the Walrus." Uh, it's a clip of that song by Children of Fab. My very special guests on the show today, who have released a beautiful EP of Beatles songs, um, interpreted in very timeless ways. That is very fab. And speaking of the Beatles, uh, Mark and Jeff, you've both uh, had some experiences in Liverpool. Could you maybe tell me a little bit about that and how it affected um, yeah, your perspective and creation of this project? Okay. Well, can I start first? Yeah, yeah because, you go, Jeff. So I, I moved, I had been to England many times. Uh, when I lived in Australia, I used to go to England a lot with bands. And then I had a band in the uh, mid '90s called the Ghost Riders, and we moved to London. So um, we played all over England, uh, and we didn't live far from Abbey Road Studios. I, I always thought that it was odd that Mark, who was so passionate about the Beatles, never had the chance to go to Liverpool, and Take it away, Mark. <laughs> okay, so actually Jeff called me one day, you know, when I told him I was going, and he said, dude, you're going to get to walk where they walked, <laughs> and you're going to get to go see where they played, and boy, did I. I got a, I had a private tour. First of all, I managed a band called the Tearaways, so right. we were on a tour at the end of November, beginning of December. We got a private tour of the Casbah, which is the first club the Beatles ever played in as the Beatles, and... And there were, and there was just three of us in, on this tour, and you know John Lennon had etched into the ceiling, um, "John, I'm back," and I put my fingers up there and touched it, and like I was a total nerd, okay. And then we did, of course, we did the the crossing at Abbey Road and went into the Abbey Road store, and you know, and and just you know did the whole thing, and you know Liverpool, we played at the Cavern, the Tearaways played at the Cavern, so just a, just an unbelievable. And when Jeff said that to me, and then I did it, I was I, I texted him. He like, I now I know what it feels like to walk the same streets that the Beatles walked in. I have never seen I have never seen Mark. Every picture that was taken of him in 
Liverpool or in London, I have never seen him smile that big. I've never seen it. It, it was That's just beautiful. like, I am so glad you are doing this finally, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, and I was realizing a dream. Do you and like do you feel like that kind of gave you, I don't know, a little bit of magic to put behind the release of the EP? Like just, you know, energetically on behind both of your um um yeah yeah we would all we were already in the process of doing the release anyway but um it, it just brought home like you know everybody there were only three three billion people on the planet when the beatles existed mm -hmm. right now there's eight billion people on the planet and and a lot of most of the three billion that were originally there are gone right and the beatles are bigger than ever now with 8 billion people on this planet. And I don't even want to get into the whole business aspect of it, but the point is there's way more Beatle fans now than there ever were back when they were touring and making these records. So, yeah, I feel, you know, it's, you know, they're the, they're, they are the forefathers of, of rock. There really was nothing before the Beatles. There was Elvis, you know, and yeah. then the Beatles, and then we're now here we are. But there wasn't anything like the Beatles. Jeremiah and I got to go watch um, Ivor, what's, what's that? Ivor, Ivor Davis. Davis speak uh, last week. And he was talking all about the Beatles. And I remember just thinking, you know, they're, imagine like being in America and, you know, with them coming to Eng from England or being in England. And all of a sudden this music just comes out of nowhere from these guys. Like, it's like, of course it drove everybody crazy. Like what, what would people expect, you know? And, of crazy in a good way like with passion about the music and so and what a cool I mean, way that you guys have interpreted it, everything like you saying. know it's it, it's interesting when you think of a band like yes mm -hmm. which is like totally prog rock they were influenced by the beatles yeah i feel like i like well, everybody is like the beatles were my first influence you know like i mean yeah. just because yeah they have they have that foundation and like you took it like how did you get these aspects of psychedelia into the recordings that you've made? Or do you agree with that? Because I felt like I heard some psychedelic stuff in there. <laughs> it's, it's easy. In, 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 the, in the Children of Fab? Yeah, yeah. it's easy. <laughs> well, let's see. Jack and Coke. Um, <laughs> uh, the playfulness yeah. of everything. No, no, it was just, it was like the first song we recorded was Another Girl. And, okay. and, and when, when I said, you know, I want to mash it with, um, a day with the day in life. And then Mark goes, oh, well, let's put that thing in the front. I mean, as soon as, like, as he's saying it, I'm already setting up everything. I'm already doing it. I'm already like, boom, 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 you know, and at that time, well, yeah, we were start we were recording on Pro Tools. Okay. So it was a lot easier. Yeah. But um, whereas the, um, yeah, that, that was on the Children of Fab was on Pro Tools. But, you know, I was just like, I already had everything ready to go. I'm like doing this and that. <laughs> and I remember like the last thing we did was, the song starts off with me doing Yoko on uh, number nine when she goes, if you become naked. And, and so I, I said, let me try that in the beginning. And Mark was just laughing like you were such a nerd. You're a nerd. 
but it's the it's the spirit you captured the spirit of like you know their true essence which is really awesome and i wanted to ask too about yeah a little bit about your recording process and the um uh the materials you used for recording so was it all digital or did you do any analog on on this album was all was all on pro tools okay and it was um, at the end of the beginning of pro tools right kind of when pro tools yeah it was a, it's like pro Tools seven mm -hmm. okay um but um you know, now it's like, God, my, my studio is amazing now, but, um, with all the new stuff, General Paddock was done analog. Okay. That, that was done on tape. And do you feel like, because you had the luxury of cutting and pasting quickly in Pro Tools, it gave you more freedom to get a little more creative with these arrangements in um, comparison to General Paddock on analog? Um, I think the way that I approach Pro Tools is like a tape recorder. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate that I know I knew how to record on tape, on analog, so that when I record on Pro Tools, I want it to sound like analog. I'm not, you know, I'm I know what I'm looking for to keep the warmth and whatever whatever needs to be done. As as far as other little uh, like backwards effects, all that kind of stuff. That's a lot easier to do on Pro Tools. Right. Saves time. Well, awesome. Um, we're actually, we're going to get ready to run out to break again. So people are going to get to hear what we've been talking about. Um, we're going to take everybody out to break here with uh, your song, Wait. Everybody, if you're just tuning in, this is Arwen Lewis on the Arwen Lewis Show. And you are listening to Children of Fab. We're playing songs from their EP uh, titled Children of Fab, collaboration of Beatles songs that they've recorded and uh, rearranged and made sound very interesting and timeless. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be taking you out to break with Wait and bringing you back in with Tomorrow Never Knows. Um, do you want to mention anything about Wait or Tomorrow Never Knows before we head out? Or do you want people to listen and interpret for themselves? Let, let them listen and interpret for themselves. <laughs> Mark's right, vocal is Mark's vocal is beautiful on this song. On wait, that's Mark yeah. singing. Okay. All right, everybody, please enjoy Wait by Children of Fab, and we'll be right back. I feel as though you ought to know I've been good, as good as I can be. If you do, I'll trust in you. Know that you will wait for me It's been a long time Now I'm coming back home I've been away now Oh, how I've been alone Wait till I come This is Jeff Scott from Children of Fab, and you're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. New EPs out now.
everybody. This is Arwen Lewis, and you're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. You just heard Tomorrow Never Knows by Children of Fab, my very special guest today. And you can find out more about Children of Fab on uh, YouTube under their name, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, any of your favorite digital listening platforms. Um, They've released their self-titled EP under Orchard Records, so you can find it pretty much anywhere, especially if you want to purchase it. And so, yeah, let's talk about your vocal performances on these songs. Um, how was it? Were you punching in or did you sing the songs through? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that for both of you? Um, Jeff, go ahead. You, since you produced. Well, we, um, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it's not really that laborious of a thing. I mean, it's like, we kind of know what we're doing. If something's a little pitchy, we'll, you know, all yeah. states pitchy. We fixed it. It's not a big deal. Um, when we were coming up with the a lot of the background vocals, we are also big Beach Boy fans, Brian Wilson fans. And so we kind of put a little bit of that in there as well, um, where we approached a lot of the backgrounds with a Beach Boy sensibility. Um, we did play one show for... Right. Uh, Mark's brother, which was crazy because um, I think I wore like a long wig and it was like, it was pretty weird. Like when we stepped up, I think we started the show with these songs and it was packed. Everyone was just kind of looking at us like, what the hell is going on? And (laughs) and they dug it. I mean, so we know that it worked once. (laughs) You know, but um, and um, then the vocals were great live. You know, it's just it, it, it the, the whole process is not a big deal when you're on the same page. You know, you're trying to mm-hmm. do, you know, you get it. Hey, Mark, let me I'm going to do that again. I'm, I'm a little pitchy. Hey, you're a pitchy. Hey, that background part we did is pitchy, you know. I'm yeah, but, for, but the well, lead vocal, a lot of the lead vocals were like one take, a couple of them. And it's yeah. to me, it's important to have a performance, you know, of a song. Uh, yeah, you can always, you know, we will always uh, take, be critical of, you know, and I'm a lot more critical now of the way I do vocals and things like that. But I also believe in the, you know, having a everything you do, a guitar part, a bass part, everything is a performance. And that comes through on these recordings, I believe. Yeah, I yes, you're right. I do remember everything was one take. Um, I remember uh, uh, "Cry Baby Cry" was, you know, because when we were doing that, I always even I always felt there was an R and B vibe in that in the original. So when I started singing it, as soon as I started singing it, Mark was like, oh, "Okay, yep, 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 I got it." But, you know, it's like Prince meets Al Green. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, I get it. And it keeps the human element, like you said, you know, the performance, the human element of it. Because, you know, yeah, I mean, if it just gets too perfect and then you start tuning and doing all of these other things, like, you know, where's the soul and everything? And you're capable enough of musicians, obviously, to be able to just perform and sing through. So I appreciate that. I don't want to be I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer about AI, but I I just don't believe that you can get the humanity of what the these songs are, you know, through AI. I just don't. I think that people can 
he, see through it, hear through it. The, the 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 public doesn't lie. If they love something, they're gonna love it. You know, and if if it happens to be AI generated, okay, God love them for it. But I'm just saying, in the end, I think you're gonna see a return to a more humanistic art creativity. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. True. In you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Art, but you're right, Mark. In the sense that it's the imagination. If you were to tell, if you were to tell an AI program, hey, do you know, do a mashup version of uh, of uh, Tomorrow Never Knows meets The Who, it, you're probably going to get something that is very sterile. It's the imagination and like, I don't know how we're going to do it, but it's going to happen. And that only comes up from the noggin. Yeah, not the internet, not scrubbing the internet. Exactly. Or like, you know, like, have you, I'm sure you've seen like the Monterey Pop Festival, the first Monterey mm -hmm. Pop Festival when mm -hmm. Janis Joplin is singing. Like she's, I mean, I remember watching that and I was like, of course, everybody was just moved by her human. She wasn't, I mean, I don't want to say she was out of tune, but it wasn't like a, you know, completely perfect polished performance. It was raw and real and human. And how much more moving is that? Like you I said, watched then, it like, two days ago. I just watched it two days ago. Yeah. And I, I love the little film shots that Pennebreaker got of Mama Cass's jaw dropping. You know? yeah. <laughs> and and the, that to me is what I, the, my favorite part of that. Uh, that what what we could we could do another show talk, geeking out about that for sure. Um, but anyway, we're actually running out of time again. I'm so enjoying having this conversation with you guys. So now we're going to take everybody out to break with I Am The Walrus, uh, which is a very, very cool track off of the CP. And then bring them back in with another excerpt from Wait uh, from the beginning of that song. And everybody, uh, this is Children of Fab. They're uh, my very special guests here on the Arwen Lewis show. And uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to talk a little more after this music break. And we'll be featuring their song, Another Girl, in its entirety at the end of the program. So please enjoy I Am the Walrus and Wait, and we'll be right back. This is Jeff Scott and Mark Flack, and you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. This is Arwen Lewis. You're listening to The Arwen Lewis Show. You just heard an excerpt from Children of Fab's song, Wait. And uh, we're going to close the show out uh, by talking a little bit more about uh, Mark Platt and uh, Jeff Scott and um, their other solo projects besides uh, Children of Fab. So, uh, Jeff, why don't you go first? Um, do you have any other projects you're working on that you want to mention? Yeah, sure. I've got my own songs out there uh, on the orchard under Jeff Scott 1F. Um, I'm currently working on a film called Lost and Found. It's based in Portland, Oregon. I've done a lot of, uh, we've been filming up there. One of the things I did in the film was I put together my band, The Ghost Writers from the mid nineties. We kind of never really broke up. And I showed the, the clip to Mark and Mark went, you know what? 
he always has an annual birthday show. So he was like, can you guys get back together? And I said, yes. So uh, we're going to be playing a show with Mark in uh, on April 13th, which is a Saturday night at the Guitar Merchant in, is it Woodland Hills, Mark? It's like West Hills. It's in West Hills. West Hills. And um, that's going to be great because that's how we met was through the Ghost Riders um, at, at a little place called Highland Grounds, which was uh, in Hollywood. I actually live like right down the street from it. And uh, that's where we met. And Mark and I were friends that first night. I I think he said something like, hey, nice sideburns. Or so I was had sideburns. And I was like, I know you're effing with me, but I like you even more, you know, so. Cool. And and it's funny because yeah. well it's funny because actually in the eighties I think I played a few shows with the Jeff Scott band I like his band at Club Lingerie in Hollywood okay. so yes we're both elderly so uh, you know I decided I didn't get to have my sixtieth birthday show because the COVID broke out a month before so I decided I'm going to have it this year <laughs> so I'm going to have my sixtieth birthday show um, and Jeff and the ghostwriters have graciously said that they would play also. And I'm going to basically just feature songs from my new record called sins of the family, which is came out through the orchard uh, on March 1st, it comes out and uh, very excited about that record. And uh, it's about middle age kind of stuff and family secrets and things like that, that all of our families hide so well. Uh, and it's just Good a matter topic. of, <laughs> Yeah, it's just a matter of like, do we want to share those secrets with the world? And you know what I decided, you know, I have this last song that I just added called The Secret, where I talk about the last time I saw my mom when I was 12 and what happened. And I spell it out. Jeff hasn't even heard that song yet. Um, but I haven't heard it. But and you told me the story the other day. I never heard that story about what right. the song's about. Well, the song, the song spells out the exact story. Um, and that's what I decided to do. And I usually don't write that way, but I felt that that was a good way to end the record. And uh, I also um, feel that it's important for us to be able to share, cross promote what all these different things that we're doing, because it's just an extension of who we are as people and as artists. And, you know, there's nobody on this planet that I admire more than Jeff. And he knows that as an artist and as somebody that's enhanced my creativity and enhanced my you know, getting better over the years. And I believe that you can never stop getting better if that's what you really want. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that. It's the artist's job to listen and the audience's job to feel. Yes. I, I don't want to say anything after that. That was so profound and true. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, anyways, Mark and Jeff, thank you so much for sharing your music, sharing your stories. Um, went by too fast uh so we're gonna actually head out now everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode of the arwen lewis show um this was children of fab and you can find them uh, more about them you can look them up on facebook under children of fab listen to them under any of your favorite digital listening platforms or even better you can buy their music their uh self-titled ep children of fab has been released off of orchard records and we're going to take you out of the show uh, and playing its an entirety, their song, Another Girl. So please enjoy. Jeff and Mark of Children and Fab, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you.
you become naked. Hi, this is Arwen Lewis. You can find out more about me and my music at arwenlewismusic.com and follow me on Instagram at arwenlewis and at the Arwen Lewis Show. The Arwen Lewis Show is brought to you by Evolve Entertainment. Host Arwen Lewis, executive producer Jeremiah D. Higgins, producer and sound engineer Graham Palmer at Surprise Studio. Hi, it's Arwen. Enjoy my new single, Black Moon. Look about the clouds that are passing by Shadows dancing on the hillside In the light of the setting sun No use looking for a reason Or trying to find a black moon Hidden in the middle of a midnight
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.